This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by Twitch. I want to do this thing. So, what's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop, Sam Claiborne, Scoop, and Jonathan Dornbush, Scoop. And we have a great show for you this week. Uh, we're going to be checking in with the listeners all episode long Ooh. this week. Uh, a little bit of a slower news week, so we've got all listener mail this week. We're going to be talking about the hardest games we've ever beaten. We've, we've got a listener who needs some recommendations on cooperative games. Oh, boy. But first, Corey Adams. Writes in. He emailed us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like you, Cam. And he says, hey, Omega Cops, hope all is well at Camp Goose. I've been a huge fan of the show for years, but this is my first time sending an email. So I'm considering trying out the remake for Shadow of the Colossus mm. out this week. I never played it before, and I really have no excuse as to why not. I just never did. Even after all the critical acclaim, might just be the best game I never played. Oh, cool. Which brings me to my question... What's the best game you guys have never oh, played? Oh, man. So I many. Like I had never played Shadow. I'm playing through it for the first time. This is your first time yeah. playing that? Yeah. yeah. Like a, yeah. In a game that's in our top 20 games of all time that you never played or something yeah. like that? Ooh. I mean, uh, there were dozens. I was mostly a Genesis kid growing up. And so I've caught up on, like, Super Metroid's now my favorite game of all time. But many of those SNES classics, you know, I either, like, I didn't play Chrono Trigger until a couple years ago. Yeah. So I'm slowly closing off those gaps. Come back to me. I'll think about what it remains my most unplayable. Well, the best, the best game I've never played may shock you. Mm-hmm. Kid Nicky, Radical Ninja? <laughs> no, I played that one. Okay. Of course. Uh, of course. No, mine would probably Obviously. be Mario Galaxy 2. Ooh, oh boy! Okay. That is a we give it a yeah. ten. I know, I know. It's a ten from IGN. It just it came out of time. Came out at a time when I just hated the Wii so much. Mm, I, I was that. so over the Wii yeah. and the and the Wiimote, and oh, I was over it. Mine is Jared Petty's favorite game of all time, which is wait, wait. You guys know this? Jared Petty's favorite can you, game. You can ask me. Oh, questions. Adventure? <laughs> no, <laughs> I've played Adventure. Yeah, uh, Sid Meier's Pirates. Oh, that's right. Uh, and, uh, and I've never played any Civ. No, neither Civ. have I. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I know those games series. are lauded, and there's an yeah. expansion out that Dan just reviewed, and I was like, "Oh, these games look really cool." Yeah, but I've never had that, you know, that 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 high end PC to play them. Every time I've watched gameplay, I'm like, "That seems like something I would love to do," and then yeah, it just completely passes me by. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like of everything said, Pirates, Civ, Shadow of the Colossus, those are all on like my two playlist, and just haven't. I've never played Monkey Island yeah. either. Any Monkey mm-hmm. Island? No. Oh wow. Even when two they matter, right? They re-released yeah, the first uh, two of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. They re-released the first two on Xbox Live mm-hmm. Arcade last gen. Telltale, they were, made they're really yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that was a separate thing. I yeah. know. Yeah, I know. So that's some people's favorite game ever. Grim Fandango. I've never played that. They also of, just remastered ooh. that one. They're yeah, making yeah, it so easy <laughs> for you to play these. There's games. a run button too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Just play those games with guides. You know, you'll get the atmosphere and the story. Yeah, yeah I think that's it's, that's what. I they're wonder if there's guides from the time that would be fun to buy and play along. Those adventure games, since they have such hardcore fan bases, there's the exact perfect thing for you. Where oh, I wish I could plug the website because I can't remember the name, but there's a website that does a cascading level of hints. Oh, I love that. Like it gives you like a super general hint and a slightly more specific one, then it's like. Here's the answer. Mm-hmm. So That's it's like really it's cool. perfect for how much help you want. Hmm. I'm having a hard time because I've closed. Like I'd never played a lot of the classic <clears throat> computer RPGs. But then a couple years ago, I played through Planescape Torment and played mm. through Baldur's Gate. I was going to say, but I've never played Baldur's Gate 1 or 2. Yeah, like Baldur's Ooh, Gate yeah. 1 and 2, arguably the greatest games. Western RPGs of all time. Two, certainly. Greatest, RP- some, greatest city in a video game ever. Sometimes you have a good excuse. Like I've just never been a PC gamer. Yeah. I didn't have a PC growing up. So. It's usually yeah. tied to gaps in like platforms, yeah. right? Like yeah. me not getting an SNES till later. 
or for example, just a genre. Like I've never played a Gran Turismo mm-hmm. just because I don't care mm-hmm. about cars. Okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's that too. Yeah, I mean the. Uh, having not grown up with like a good PC for gaming thing, even something like WoW, I have never oh, even tried man. WoW. I've never played WoW. Yeah, I've never played WoW. World of Warcraft is. But so I play Hearthstone great. every day. <laughs> I'd be. I would so love to get like a contemporary opinion of World of Warcraft ten years later because I think that game's still really good. But I have nostalgic feelings tied up. A contemporary opinion, like a first time player, or yeah. just. Mm, well, and they are doing like the legacy server sort of thing, right? Aren't they? Yeah. They officially announced that. Well, and they also, yeah. the interesting thing is they, um, you know, whatever expansion it was, Cataclysm redid the World of Warcraft. You know, the, it was starting to feel old, like the original areas, the earliest areas in the game, like the level one to 10 areas. And so they used this expansion, Cataclysm, as an excuse to reboot the game world. But now. That content, some of the oldest content in the game, because hmm. they've gone back and touched up the other stuff since then. Yeah, you're not up. selling me on WoW right now, but it is interesting. <laughs> well, I just wonder, like the the new stuff is now like the oldest stuff, and it's all flipped around. So, yeah, um, I, was, I actually just I looked at lists of like uh, the best review, you know, rated games all time on Metacritic. But you've played, you know, Half Life Two, yeah, the GTA's. I mean, I don't know how beloved five, four, they are. San Andreas. What about PlayStation oh, One era games? You didn't play San Andreas. No, San Andreas. A notable yeah, gap in my knowledge are the PS One, like the Tomb Raider One, Two, and Three. Yeah, exactly. Never mm. played those, but I don't you know played how much those. people love them. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Like I played those, but not. Yeah. Not I never owned a Crash game. I've only toyed around with them for sure. a few minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Tomb Raiders One, Two, and Three, like they were really important at the time. Yeah. But it's probably not a game you want to play today. I feel like they don't hold up as yeah. well. Yeah. Not when you've got this new, the two new Tomb Raiders. That yeah. Are awesome. I never played, uh, I never grew up with any of the Mega Man games, Mega Man mm-hmm. 1 through 6, so I've only toyed around with them a little in the office. I never had the Did NES Castlevanias. Uh, I think I played 2 and 3. Those are the ones. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. You've, Those you are the ones I was played told Castlevania now? I mean, like, it's the nature of my job. Like, that stuff I've poked around with on, okay. you know, NES Classics and stuff, yeah. but they're not, I've never actually sat down to, like, play Castlevania on the NES. And like, yeah, okay. I know you never played Hunzid's Adventure Island 2. Uh, well, I don't know if I've never played that one. We were just talking about that. I think it's an excellent game. Uh, Adventure Island Everybody 2. Everybody should try It's very accessible and fun. You ride dinosaurs in it. What about, uh, what about like a, the Medieval at Madness pinball table? Mm-hmm. Medieval Madness. I, I, I've seen it a million times, so I must have played it. Yeah. yeah. AKA, it's the greatest pinball table ever made. It's interesting if you go I, by... I completely agree. If you, so it's interesting actually to go by platform. So like, Sam, what's a known great NES game that you've never played? There are or no. is it when there yeah. are no? okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, but like on Super Nintendo, like I well, I played Ogre Battle now. I always wanted to play that. I have that now. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. There's 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 games that are um that I sought after because I was a collector for so long. But here's the thing. PlayStation One, Dreamcast, I haven't played anything on those systems. Okay. Yeah. Symphony of the Night. Oh. Crap with the rapper. That's all I've played. Oh. No, no, those are the he ones he has played. Those, <laughs> those are the ones he has. Yeah, like played. nobody's ever like coming at me with like a jewel case. Like you gotta play this PS One <laughs> yeah. game. Well, well, why doesn't that happen? So many of the when it went well. to the yeah the weird but polygonal Mario's, graphic focus yeah, didn't it didn't last in the same way that I think Mario Three like Super Mario Sixty Four there is a Mario Sixty Four there is a sort of the aesthetic of it I think holds mm-hmm. up in a way that some of the early PlayStation games don't. Oh, I find Clonoa. I've never played Clonoa. Yeah, that's what's really yeah. right? I found yeah, a good one for myself. Yeah. I've only played <clears throat> Dragon Quest Eight or whatever the 3D cel oh, yeah, yeah, shaded yeah, yeah. one. one. I've never played that any of awesome. the other Dragon oh, okay. Quest games. And I've never played Final Fantasy Four. I played one oh. through three and five through nine, but I didn't play four or I mean I played an hour of ten. It's weird you I, played five. Uh yeah, five's great. 
My Final Fantasy history is weird. So I played the remakes on DS of like three and yeah. four, I think. Yeah. So ugly. But, but I yeah, but they were still fun to play. Yeah. But I've never played through six um, or seven, eight or nine. Oh, I've, boy. I've maybe played the first hour of each of those. So out of everything we said, is there a game that we all haven't played that we all agreed on that we hadn't played? No. That we could play for a Game Scoop Club? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good idea. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it, it might be what hard to Civ? come up you with. You guys all played Civ? Yeah. Uh, what about something that's just like uh, phenomenally popular, like League of Legends? I've never played PUBG. Never. <laughs> I've never played PUBG. I played oh, one man. game. Jonathan, you ruined yeah, it. I know. I'm sorry. I'll leave. <laughs> what, but have you played League of Legends? Uh, no. Okay. I played. Dota. I have not played. Long. So none of us have played League of Legends. I'm great at League Ooh. of Legends. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you never stop talking about it. So League of Legends. Play League? Yeah, we'll play League of Legends. We can, can stream we... it on the GameScoop channel. We need yeah, one we more. Can. Here's what we need. We need one more person that hasn't played because it's a five-player game, oh and we God. all play our first game of League of Legends, and we okay. don't. Let's well, agree let's to not also not read about it first. Harry's <laughs> gonna be here on Friday. I wonder if she's played League. But I don't, I, I don't know. Does it count? Like I've played MOBAs. I've just never played League. Well, it'll be interesting because I've never even played a MOBA. Okay. So you're the team captain because you played MOBAs before. <laughs> I know what jung- I know what jungling is. Well, viewers, no listeners, let us know if you I think, think it's pronounced jungling. A good idea for us Yaku. to play League of Legends in a live stream for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to do that. Uh, also, here's hoping that Nintendo uh, releases uh, re-releases Super Mario Galaxy Two on yes. the Switch because then I would finally play it. Mm-hmm. All right, and, this is Zach and Captain Toad. Damon, I have a question for you. Yes, Justin. You often, I have a question for you. This is Justin. How the tables have Justin turned. writes from San Francisco, California. <laughs> That's what my question's about. You yeah. often say, uh, you know, I've been a long-time reader of the show. This is my first time writing in. Do you have a preference for, are you more likely to choose a question if they're like, I've never written into you before? No, or? I don't think so. Because, you know, we, all, we always hear from Big, Big Tony, Tony style, style pretty pretty often. No, I, I'm just looking for like good topics. Okay, so good you topics for the so show. You don't have any sort of like long time reader preference. This guy's been reading a long time. So. Well, if you know if they are, if they like, if they say they've been reading for a long time, obviously. And you give special preference to AOL.com addresses because yeah, those are hilarious. Sure. Yes, exactly. If you have an AOL.com <laughs> hotmail email address, like what the heck? This guy's got to be. Good time. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> this is Zach. Uh, he says, Hope you and the Gabe Scoop crew are doing well. Recently, I've beaten Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Wow. Mm-hmm. I recently beat it as well. Really interesting. That, that game Within is the not last called, years. That game is not called The Legend of Zelda 2. No. This is a game that I had tried many times over the years, but always found the game frustrating and difficult. I would always get to the second castle before I would die too many times, get sent to the beginning area, and quit. Oh, yeah, you have to mm-hmm. get all through the caves again. So Finally, I sat down with a guide, mm-hmm. determined to finish the game. It was the only Zelda I had not beaten, CDI excluded, and I really wanted to complete my collection. I was ecstatic when I finally beat it. It is by far the hardest game I have completed, and I'm proud and glad I did it. My question to you is, what, is, what game is your greatest accomplishment or are you most proud of beating? Mm. I'll just take that one. Yeah. Oh, it's Zelda 2? <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> final boss is so cool. But we talked about this on Game Scoop, I remember when I was playing it. I I think I had Jared coaching me. Yeah. But uh, that game is, is really, really difficult. But you just you save states now and it makes it well, possible. But it's yeah. still hard. Yeah. But that's on the NES Classic? Zelda 2? Of course. You I can play so, that, yeah. yeah. If you wanted to play it more. Accurate. It's on 3DS, the eShop, and has a really nice ah, okay. Okay. board. That's how I played it. I just bought yeah. it on that. I think for me, probably, it's not the most difficult because of how brutal it was, but just endurance-wise, <laughs> the Rock Band 2 Endless Set List. Oh, Ooh, wow. Boy, that, that's because so... that thing is like 
I think eleven hours say, or isn't so. that the thing where you yourself? can't pause? I did it with the, uh, my cousin. You okay. can't yeah. fail so any songs before, and you too. can't yeah. pause. It's really fun. Yeah, so you have to play yeah. it for eleven hours straight. I think it's, it's without like, failing. Yep. Yeah. What? That's crazy. Yeah. I, I played too crazy. much rock band, so yeah. I got like I was pretty good at it. But we, I, like, I could play almost everything on expert, but we bumped it down to hard just because endurance wise. Yeah. We I know. could not get through. Then you could do it on easy though. We could, but we wanted to give ourselves. It's really boring. There's an achievement for that. And uh, and we have it on a list. I wrote a feature several years ago on like the hardest, silliest achievements ever made, and that's yeah. how I know all about it. And I know that the way to cheese it, first of all, you can't cheese it. You have to play through for eleven hours. But what some people do is play the baseline, and then there's a song that has no baseline. <laughs> Like four or five hours yeah. in for like sixty seconds, so Take that's people's break. chance this to run break. and pee. Yeah, oh, we man. also it was my cousin and I playing, but my other cousin was sort of our alternate for the first like half yeah. of it uh, mm-hmm. because we started like middle of the day and just played into the night. I remember uh, planning yeah. ours out really carefully. We had a party, had a bunch of people oh, over nice. that were playing rock band, twenty people, and you just yeah. switch people in. That's smart, and uh, it was really fun. Yeah, it was a really fun night. But then by the end of it, people were so drunk yeah. that like it was really hard to get through the, the last couple because I think yeah. it was sequenced by difficulty. Yes, too. and two probably has the hardest like end tier mm-hmm. just like the last five or six songs of that game are so difficult yeah they're That's long really yes yeah. like yeah, high all... tie green grass so... yes yeah oh, that one yeah that one's actually one but that the end of one is oh, super one? tough yeah uh, the, there's two, monster jams in two though for sure. Yeah, there's a couple. I forget the names, but there's a few that are just absolutely brutal. Sometimes there's I hear songs on the again. on like a radio or like streaming or something when I'm at a place. I'm like, I only know that from yeah. rock because oh, of rock. Band. Yeah, there's yeah. so many songs. Uh, that I like, I discovered through rock band. Same. Yeah. That was like my music education for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Like it was awesome. Exploring my music tastes. Yeah. Well, that's really impressive, Jonathan. I was going to say, oh, I'd be awesome. Super Meat Boy, but that's way more impressive. <laughs> yeah, Meat you Boy. You beat Super Meat Boy? Oh, yeah. Like when, back when it first came out, yeah. Meat Boy might be one of mine. It's definitely I, one of the hardest ones. I generally don't like to be particularly challenged by my game. I'm yeah, not the kind the, of yeah. person <laughs> that, uh, you know, will fail and fail and fail and try again. I'm mostly playing games to have a good time and relax. Um, when I was in high school, I was very, very good at Super Meat Boy, and at my peak, I was ninth in the world. There you go. Wow. No, not Super Meat Boy. Goodness gracious. Wow. Super, mon- <laughs> Super Monkey Ball. Oh, That's a very yeah. different game. Yeah, that's yeah. very different Sorry. Game. Oh, yeah. Didn't you used to <laughs> compete? It's an alternate history. Yeah, I used to compete yeah. for time like on, on Super Monkey Ball, and me and some of my friends. So here's what happened. is This is, this is, this is like a top 10 nerdy Justin story. Good. Um, I love it. We had a spreadsheet of our times mm. uh, in Super Monkey Ball per level, like our time in level one, our time in level two, and it was color-coded so that if you had the slowest time in the level, uh, yours was pink. You had the pink score and so you didn't want to have the pink score in any level and so through us competing with each other me and my three friends we also rose up through the global leaderboards until all of us like these four kids from iowa were like very very good at (laughs) super monkey ball well i'm surprised Um, that super monkey ball had global leaderboards uh some of it was on the honor system and if you started breaking in like if you started having like world record times on you know multiple stages they might start to ask for you know look you need to photograph it because at the time people had like potato cameras on their phone like there was no way to really get good proof there were no easy like capture kits but Hmm. If you started really competing at a very high level, you had to start proving your times and proving your That's scores. Um, and we would warm up like there's master levels in that game that most people never see. They're hard to unlock, very hard to beat. And that was just our warm up was to like run through those. It's by far the game that I was best at in the world at my mm-hmm. peak. Sam, did you see that Billy Mitchell lost a couple of his Donkey Kong I did. world records? Yeah. So what happened? Scandal. Real quick. Yeah. Is yeah. that he, uh, he submitted games that were clearly uh, recorded on ROMs. Like well, not that. clearly at the and time, but they proved they yeah. were. Now I, I guess I should say not clearly. <laughs> um, they it, the the way that a ROM bi- uh, ROM builds 
ROMs build, a game on your screen is different than how arcade, arcade board does. Yeah, and if you uh, slow, which is shocking. It, I don't yeah, know why. That I don't know be. why either. So if you slow it down by frame, like Donkey Kong pops in, then a ladder, and then like everything, but you, you would never see that. It's a blink yeah. of an eye. Mm-hmm. And so the, you know, the, the way that they figured it out was that you know TVs build from right to left. And uh, th- this was like popping in the stuff. So like he probably got the scores, or maybe he didn't. But there's no way to tell because that you're not I mean, supposed to use yeah. a, a ROM because the ROM period. the ROM yeah. could be slowing down the game and then played back at a faster speed. Or you don't know what the and whole thing. You can't verify that he wasn't using ROM. tools. Everything a, a game board uses ROMs. Yeah, this is a that uses yeah. a, it's an emulator it's, playing a ROM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, it, Weird, that huh? that led me down this Billy Mitchell uh, <laughs> rabbit hole, where like he's been smoking mirrors for like so undoubtedly oh, yeah. an incredible gamer, but like his world record pace is like he set a world record, but he did it in a separate room from where the crowd was, and no one like, could see him. No, play. Uh, no witness. It's like, it's what, like you're not a magician, yeah. dude. Like it makes you think like all these should be in front of people. Yeah, and yeah. That there should there should there's an element to performance we expect in sports, and sure. we expect it in game playing uh, for esports. And for some reason, it's just enough to send in a tape for Twin Galaxies' yeah. Yeah. arcade scoring, which yeah, like rec- I think is wrong. Records said that the actual Olympics aren't done behind like a wall, and they're like, right. oh, that guy ran really fast. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. So you actually have to make you know a tape or a recording of you going in and, and showing the connections on your game board, and then like showing the machine setup, and like, then doing wow. your score run unbroken. Like, come on, yeah. Like set up a time of year, go to a place, and do your score runs. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, people are nuts. Uh, there is still one accomplishment I'm looking forward to achieving someday. Hopefully, in the not too distant future. I still haven't beaten Splunky, mm. even though I play Ooh. it a lot and I do yeah. the daily challenge every day. But I've never actually beaten the last boss. Actually, that's Olmec? not true. I beat Olmec one time, oh, got God. him in the lava. But then before uh, I could make the exit, I got killed by a bat. Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, bats. That's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> Marty and I were just talking about writing a hate feature on how much we All hate bats. video game bats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they suck in Stardew Valley. Yeah. They stuck in everything. <laughs> They, they stuck, stuck in, in Castlevania. Mario yeah, Kart. Terrible Zelda. <laughs> Mario Kart. Where yeah. are they in Mario Kart? Uh, in the Wario's in? Gold Mine, they yeah. come at you. Mm. That's scary. Dude, they fun. suck in Pokemon. They're terrible universally. What? Zubat? No, yeah. everyone loves Zubat. No one loves Zubat. Zubat, Zubat. <laughs> all right, this is Sorry, Kevin from Romford, Essex. And he says, a jolly good scoop to you all from merry old England. Jolly good. After being a gamer for over 25 years... Last year, I found out what can now only be described as my favorite game, Overcooked. Oh, yes. I am lucky enough to be able to afford an Xbox One X and a 4K HDR TV. But Overcooked is now my favorite game, as it is the very first time I got to share a gaming experience with my wife. The controls and concept are so simple, we 100%ed the game after a few weekends and had an awesome time doing so. As much as I I adored GTA V, the Metal Gear Solid series, Inside and Limbo, and many others... Overcooked now reigns supreme. My wife played some of the classic 8- and 16-bit console games growing up, but was never really into them. Here comes my dilemma and question. After Overcooked, we were keen to try other games together. Mm. My initial thought was Portal 2. However, having never used the modern twin analog stick setup, the system is just too alien to her, and she immediately disliked the game. We've tried simple platform co-op no. games, like as, uh, such as Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time yeah. and Spelunky, but the gameplay and style haven't appealed. Ooh. Could you suggest any first-person games that have an engaging enough story to convince her to persevere with the twin sticks, or other oh, two-player co-op games that could suit? I would not recommend a first-person game to a but, gamer. But he that's wants to, to, to get her acclimated. Yeah. He wants yeah. to be able to play something a little bit more sophisticated than like an Overcooked. Yeah, yeah. I, I acclimated my wife to twin-stick controls with Geometry Wars. That's interesting. Mm. 
I don't know if that sort of like Twitch arcade gameplay yeah. would appeal to her. And it's not a co-op game. I'm just saying, like in regards to someone that like that control style yeah. is alien to you, sure. that's like a fairly a easier way to wrap your head around it than like picking up yeah. an I, FPS. I assume the thing in terms of first person he wants her to acclimate to is the idea of like moving while yeah. controlling the camera simultaneously. Yeah. And I feel like something that's more of a walking simulator, but something like that's why uh, Gone Home. Gone, yeah, home. gone home. I was going to yeah. suggest Gone Home. Oh yeah, it's I played that one. Yeah. Really like Firewatch. That. Also, it's a little more. I was intense, going to suggest yeah. Firewatch. Yeah, uh, but Gone Home is great for a you know a first person game where you move around well, a space well, one and one person's playing that game. Yeah, but They're he want like he's he, he's trying to teach this is two different questions. Okay. Uh first person games that have an engaging enough story to convince her to persevere with the twin sticks mm -hmm. or other two player co-op games that could suit us. Yeah, I'm trying to think about other like zany co-op style Well, games how did you guys get into shooters? Doom yeah. Well, no, was, I just I no, just played Halo. It was like Perfect Dark for me. Yeah, that's only one. There's only one analog stick. Perfect Dark that was. I did, but no, I wouldn't say there was a shooter that I was hooked on before Perfect Dark. Goldeneye was the first shooter yeah. that I was both hooked on. Imagine. Maybe that's a necessary yeah. step now. Yeah. You have Maybe to play the one, play, the one play analog the stick. One possible, yeah. <laughs> and then everything else. You well, and then I immediately went to Halo and was like, "This, this is much easier." <laughs> yeah. More, yeah. More uh, co-op games. I feel like they had a little renaissance. You don't need. What's the specific question? One more time. Okay. This is just first-person shooter games that are easy to play or engage. He doesn't even say shooters. First-person games first -person. that have an engaging enough story to convince her to keep going with the to learning her analog sticks, or enough to, or another two-player game that would suit them. Mm -hmm. I think That's why the, I thought a walking simulator, Gone Home, Gone Home, Firewatch, Tacoma, all on Xbox One. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Is what remains of Edith Finch good? I don't. I actually yeah. don't know. Yeah, did that come to? Xbox also. Oh, no, maybe no, no, yeah. there's no way to find that, that yeah. out unless yeah. you um, go to the store because it was a giant sparrow. Yeah, but uh, the surprising uh, that unfinished Swan was a good one. Yeah, that's that also PS4. PS4. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time didn't appeal to her because I thought yeah. that's the whole idea is that's supposed to be a, a but the witness. friendly cooperative game. The witness. the witness could be good. Yeah, witness could be good. It's so pretty too. The witness. Like, I, I really like playing that and just looking around. And you don't need to like action go around. Mm. You you can just look around the. You island. can just explore that. Like I, well, like I was saying, you don't need to like use a trigger. Also, you're just like kind of like this is amazing looking. And sometimes yeah. you do a puzzle. Second, one year old or two years old? It came out two, in January. Two. two years old now. Because it's been yeah. on my mind, and I think it's on my mind just because it came out at this time of year. Anyway, yeah. I'm yeah. Just remembering how much I loved it, and really any excuse to have more people play that game is yeah. is good enough for me. Yeah. yeah. Other fun co-op though, like it's a much simpler thing, but just the Lego games. Like sure. the, the best of the Lego games are real. I've been yeah. playing through Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 with my girlfriend, yeah. and she like knows games but isn't like super deep, like could not jump into Halo and perfect it, but she's been having a really fun time and I do too. We played yeah. the Lego games together. Yeah. My wife yeah. and I. I kind of yeah, forgot. Yeah, not we first person, but we should pick a co-op. Yeah, games. in terms of just a co-op game. Another uh good cooperative choice for the Xbox could be uh Zoo Tycoon. Oh yeah. It's supposed to be really good. And uh, you get to play through the whole game as a cooperative experience. That's cool. Like yeah. you both are building yeah. parts of the, the zoo. Yeah, building up your zoo together. And it's like, that's really relax. Cool. There's not like the a new, lot of the conflict. The new Picross on Switch has a two player Ooh. mode. Where but you're yeah, both just building it. If you have a that's Switch, so, yeah. So buy a Switch. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a good reminder. Switch I have not finished flips. Picross. Yeah, I put it down too. I, so here's, I was obsessed with it. You and I both were. Yeah. And then I put it down for a while. And when I picked it back up, it was like, it was not like riding a bike. <laughs> I like couldn't, so I couldn't even begin. It's just numbers. And I'm like, Picross? I don't even know yeah. where to start. I got through the main challenges, but then I didn't go to super, like, oh, mega yeah. across or whatever it is. Yeah, you know so. what game taught all of my non-gamer fr friends to play contemporary games was Mario Party. 
because Weird. all of the mini games oh, have a yeah. various amount of uh, camera manipulation, mm-hmm. or sometimes they're first person, sometimes they're not, and you're holding a pretty complicated controller, you know, through the uh, Wii. And uh, yeah, it was like I remember a lot of people learned how to play games, and we moved on to Mario Kart from that, you know, mm-hmm. which is a big jump. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting talking about the uh, uh, the N sixty four controller and the one analog stick there. Because when they inevitably want to do an N64 Classic, they had, they do have a problem on their hands with what to do with their controller situation. Yeah. Because like the NES uh, and Super Nintendo controllers have aged. They're much more uh, common today. What's wrong with People the 64? People using emulators. You just, you just ignore the left side of it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, though. Yeah. It's, it's you weird. just leave it there. I mean, you just hold the right side. Yeah. I, my original thought was they would turn it into a two-stick controller yeah. and turn the Maybe. yellow buttons the, into like the a C-stick. C-pad. Yeah. But g- other games use those buttons as buttons. Yeah. yeah. So weird. you can't. So they, they kind of have a problem on their hands. Yeah, you're right. They're probably thinking about that right now in Kyoto. They'll Meanwhile, <laughs> in Kyoto, <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto's like, what to do with this darn I think controller? if you hold that controller and ignore that third prong, it's just mm-hmm. like any other controller. Yeah. Right? Your hands are just a, a little offset, but yeah. Just a like PlayStation I've, controller. You hold it in yeah. the middle. In the middle for the analog stick there? Yeah. Yeah. And you're just holding like that. Well, I, yeah, I never I mean, like it's, reached it's, across. It's dumb, but like <laughs> you can play all the games that way. Yeah. Yeah. You lose the left trigger. I guess you still have the Z trigger. Yeah. Yeah. You have two triggers. I mean, that, mm. we, we all get used to that. It's just we, we think when you think back on first person shooters, it's yeah. totally it's totally crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, you know, Mario 64 like plays completely normal that way. You're just oh. running and jumping. Remember Mario 64 mm. on the DS with the thumb nub? Oh, yeah. yeah I actually never played it. I know it was like the launch title. You for could the use it yeah, to like run yeah. with that. I yeah. think maybe I've yeah. brought this up on Scoop before, but I'm really fascinated by alternate versions or superior versions of games that are trapped on like weird, like Castlevania Symphony of the Night had extra content in the Sega Saturn version that didn't come out anywhere else. Yeah, people and nobody that. played the Sega Saturn version. And uh, Mario 64 had what 20 or 30 new stars mm-hmm. in the DS version. Mm-hmm. Like it's one and of the most Mario. it's one of the most beloved yeah. games of all time, and it has more stars, more content on some platform that's like an inferior way to play it. Well, like, like the, even more recently, the best version of Wind Waker is just now trapped on the Wii U yeah, unless they port that. Oh, yeah. Like Wind Waker is yeah. my personal favorite Zelda game. Yeah. And I can't play the best. But version imagine of if that it. had like no. another dungeon. Yeah, to. or the color dungeons in Link's Awakening. Although we do mostly get cool. that version of the game now. And then Mario Three had, sca- had yeah. cards for Game Boy Advance that you could scan in. Oh, with yeah. the e-reader, Mario yeah, the Three e-reader. levels. Wow, <laughs> I think we I think we just came up with a feature. Yes, yeah. we did. Live Best feature, versions. live feature writing. I just like Mario right Didn't Metal Gear Solid have like a hologram mission expansion? Y- yes, but that was a standalone oh, the VR missions. That was like a stand. That was like DLC before DLC mm-hmm. was a thing. It was like yeah. a twenty dollars round of VR set. We, yeah, we, mm-hmm. yeah. My friends and I played through all those in uh, in college. I, Jan- I know we got. I know you're looking down. <laughs> yep. Moving on. Yep. I just want to emphasize again how crazy it is that we named Super Mario Brothers three the greatest game of all time, best game ever made, and there's more levels for it that are trapped on some device that no one has ever seen or actually played. I don't yeah. even know what those levels look like. I want to look them up on YouTube now. I'm sure Nintendo will figure out a way to sell those I levels to us again yeah. one day. This is Anwar Virgil in the Netherlands. That's a really cool name. What's up? hope I'm pronouncing that right. He says, hey, Damon and the Scoopers. Uh, why do you think the Vita failed and Switch is already a big hit? I only say failed because I wanted the Vita to be more than it was. I wanted a device like the Switch that interacted with my PS4 console and take on the road with me. I bought a Switch last month and I instantly fell in love with it. I've been playing the usual suspects, Mario, Zelda, Oxenfree, and Darkest Dungeon. Uh, well, so the Vita, Vita did not have Zelda or Mario. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's that one definitely. of the big problems. Yeah. Didn't have one of the greatest games ever made on it as a launch game. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, I mean, there's so many reasons. It it, it was I see wasn't the, marketed yeah. as heavily as as the Switch was. Yeah, right. I think marketing and the way it was positioned. Like I yeah. bought a Vita, but the way that get, that system was marketed was you can have a home console in your pocket on the go, but it never was really one to one the way mm-hmm. they sort of implied beforehand. Yeah. And it was marketed towards a more hardcore demographic. Yeah, well, it wasn't it wasn't a system that you could plug into your TV and take on the go yeah. right out of the box. Yes. You know, there was a, an adapter you could buy later for that. Yeah. But that's what the Switch is right out of the box. Nintendo took it on to late night talk shows to yeah. show it off to everybody. You and there is also it. the word of mouth thing of like you show someone a Switch and they instantly get it. That you show yeah. someone a Vita, they're like, oh, that looks like a PS1 game that I've yeah. played or well, I think some PS2 games. The Switch, the promise of the Switch, like let's not discount the Joy-Con, you know, sliding in is and out of the you? console and the changing <clears> of the form factor. I think it was you. <laughs> it was you. It was me. Uh, no, I, I mean, know it was you. I think it was like the Joy-Con. No, like when the Switch came out, uh, yeah. I think it was like you and Josh Do and a few other people like tweeted out like we're waiting for our movie to start. Oh yeah, and you were just playing Switch. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, there are these moments that look like television commercials, yeah. like the way that that console marketed itself with like setting up a kickstand and playing it at a restaurant while you wait for your yeah. food to come and these like yeah. the, the moments that almost feel staged, but it's just like that's the way that it was console, genuine. Yeah, it, we. Just, Playing snipper clips before dinner come. We're in yeah. the movie theater in Maybe the lobby the, and we're playing yeah. other like, games. Yeah, the was, promise of that system actually being fulfilled in a way that didn't just turn out to be like marketing speak. Yeah, yeah. Also, the uh, Vita was like a secondary console. It wasn't. It wasn't Sony's primary console. There yeah. was the PlayStation. What? That's really good. Three, point. and then you could also get this supplementary you know, piece of hardware. Whereas the it Switch is Nintendo's new. This is Nintendo's new console. And I don't remember necessarily the months after it, but like the Vita launch had a ton of games, and Sony put a lot into that first wave of games. But after mm-hmm. that, I think it sort of slowed to a drip in the way that yeah. the Switch has had consistent support throughout its first year. Yeah, it's true. We uh, the Vita was expensive, I think, too, wasn't it? I don't recall. I think it was two fifty. I don't remember what it started at, but in today's dollars, two fifty like or three hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, depending on like the size you bought, because there was like four mm. G version, Wi Fi yeah. version. Oh yeah, they did four G. Yeah, that OLED. I mean, that's good for Monster Hunter if you're yeah. a fan. But yeah. here, yeah, um, it's just the software. Yeah, I liked I liked the Vita a lot, but I got it very late, mm. and then I had about a year where I really enjoyed uh, using it and catching up with all the games. But then the Switch came, and I was like, well. 3DS and Vita are going out to live on the farm at Grandma's house. <laughs> I think the Vita is the first home or portable console I didn't buy since the Sega Saturn, maybe. Mm. I think I've had every oh, single since one. Since the Saturn. Wait, did you buy the Saturn? No. You didn't buy the Saturn. Okay. Played a lot of Luminous that first month or two. Yeah. Oh, man, on the PSP? Version. On Vita, too. I didn't play the Vita yeah. version. It's time for Luminous on Switch. Oh, yeah, that is. That's a really good point. <laughs> All right, this is Jordan from Pennsylvania. He says, I'm curious on uh, your thoughts on whether or not I should get a PS4 Pro now or wait until E3 to see if PlayStation releases anything about price drops or even a next generation console. Mm. I own a 4K TV and an Xbox One X, but it saddens me that I'm not able to play some of the PlayStation exclusives in 4K like Shadow of the Colossus or Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Seeing the difference on my Xbox One X with a game like Assassin's Creed Origins really made me consider. So yeah, don't buy one right now. So he hasn't. Don't buy one right now. Yeah, I would say there's no like I've been considering getting a pro, but my PS4 runs well enough, and mm. I've been enjoying how games look on it just fine. That I'm probably going to wait until the next holiday cycle hmm. when there will be bundles and sales widely. Like yeah. now, I don't feel is the time. Mm. Well, I think well he's interested in playing uh, PS4 games in 4K right now. I think yeah. he's more worried about, like, are they going to announce a new console or a big price drop at E3? Well, I, 
for me, he knowing that he owns an Xbox One X informs part of my decision of saying don't buy one because the Xbox One X outclasses the PS4 Pro just as a product. Um, it's significantly more powerful and is more impressive. The PS4 Pro is more of a half step. They're both half steps. Hmm. But I guess PS4 Pro is almost more of like a quarter step. And yeah, I think E3 is a really good candidate to get a price drop or some sort of impressive bundle that if you do want to pick one up, that'll be a better time to pick one up. It's only a few months away. That's true. I God do. of War is out soon. Yes, God of War is out soon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you just borrow one from a friend to play God of War. That's, God of War <laughs> will be very gorgeous. On yes. the PS4 yeah. Yeah. If you, I mean, if I'm you not going to buy one, you know, like I can wait. If yeah. he was some like Sony exclusive fan or so Sony mega fan, then I'd say, yeah, PS4 Pro, like upgrade. Yeah. But knowing that he's a multi-platform gamer, I think the Xbox One X is a more impressive product. Yeah. Uh, I do think E3 2018, 2018 is too soon for Sony to be talking about the PlayStation 5. Agreed. We are I getting do. there, though. It yeah. feels crazy, right? Well, I don't know. So uh, There's some like Switch pressure to do some kind of... I know they don't want to do portables ever again, but I don't wonder what they're going to do. There were over six years between the release of the PlayStation 3 and the announcement of the PlayStation 4. And uh, this E3 will only be four and a half years since the release of the PlayStation 4. And I think we've been seeing generations have been getting longer and longer, not shorter and shorter, right? So, well, uh, And especially with the half steps, like, exactly. like that, that muddies the water of what a generation will be going forward. Yeah. I, I don't feel this year's the year. I feel like 2019 is the year we may start to get teases. Agreed. But also with Xbox One and PS4, like those announcement uh, conferences didn't happen at E3. Like They each held their own individual mm-hmm. events. PS4 was like a February, I think, or something like that. Good point. Uh, like They were at different points in the year than E3. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just think... I mean, this is like a Justin's getting old moment, but the fact that it's we're even in the ballpark of new consoles. Like in my mind, the PS4 and Xbox One are still new consoles, but they're like four years old. Yeah. Like I feel just, like they were just hitting their stride in the last. It really trips stuff. me up, and I also feel like this generation hasn't had. I mean, maybe we're finding it with games like PUBG and uh, games as a service, but like last gen, like Assassin's Creed and like Gears of War were two like generation defining games in terms of like. Everything's going to be open world or open world games can can you know look and feel differently than like Grand Theft Auto and then you know obviously what Gears did to third person shooters and yeah. I don't know that this generation has had like it doesn't feel like it has as much of an identity, like a separation point from old and new. It just feels like more of a continuation to me. Well, I feel like yeah. there's been uh, something to be said for at least like live service games being the, sure. taking over, like PUBG or even something like Overwatch. But it took us like three is, years to oh, like, yeah. get Fortnite. there. Yeah, Fortnite. Like that game is becoming so massive yep. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, don't don't look for any news about a PlayStation Five at E3, but maybe maybe a price drop. There'll be uh, there'll definitely be some uh, bundles I think coming with uh, Spider Man. Oh yeah. Other big PS4 games. This is Derek, and he says, Dear Scooper Troopers, first-time emailer, long-time listener. I've been playing video games ever since I opened my Game Boy Color on Christmas Day and have made so many memories with video games in my life. However, lately, I've noticed myself losing enthusiasm and finding it harder to get into a game. For some reason, I just find it hard to be as excited as I used to be. How would you solve this? Am I just growing out of video games, or should I just take a break for a while? Looking forward to the group's insights. Derek, I've I've found the same thing, and then I get super excited about a game and get yeah. back into it. That you got to find the right games that make you excited. It happens and to be every few years. Might not be the old ones that yeah. you used to like. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I've, I get in those withdrawal periods where I'm just like, this is maybe a sequel to like a game I loved, and it's just not doing something for me. And then game mm-hmm. after game, I try, and then I just need sort of a break from them. And I still keep up with the industry, and I still was invested before I was working in it. But I would take a break for a little bit, and then find something new, and it just grabbed me. Bioshock yeah. was one of those games for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this fall's games, I I can appreciate from just an artistic 
achievement standpoint, but just none of them appealed. Like I tried Assassin's Creed and couldn't get into it, and like almost nothing from this fall really. Just not Mario. Well, I yeah, I guess besides with the exception of Mario, I did enjoy tremendously. Although you know, I do think it's not quite. I don't know. Mario Galaxy is better in my opinion. Um, but what I found was I've talked about it on Scoop a couple times. I've been on a kick of uh, strategy and simulation games. Mm-hmm. You know, I played a lot of Oxygen, not included. Played a lot of RimWorld. Now I'm playing Dwarf Fortress again, and uh, like that's just uh, you know Factorio. I'm back into that. So it's like things just sort of go around in a cycle. Like that's just yeah. what my flavor is right now. It's like if you eat tacos every night, you're probably gonna want to stop eating tacos for a little while. So just yeah. play some things. Might surprise you. Like I became obsessed with Pokemon Go. I loved mm-hmm. it. My wife and I played it every night. We'd go on these huge walks and had so much fun. The more I look back in the last five years, like I got more excited about that game than a lot of other games. Mm. And then I got less excited about Zelda at this time. And then Zelda was like so much better than I expected it to be. And then I got really into it. You know, I, I, so it's like you, it's hard to anticipate games with hype levels that you may have had at one point because some have disappointed you and some will surprise you. And you just have to uh, uh, yeah. definitely like kind of know your tastes and, and maybe those tastes evolve and try new things. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think Sam's exactly right. I think uh, games are so expensive and hard to make now that they're le- game developers are very risk averse generally. So even games that are very different, like an Assassin's Creed from you know I don't know like a military shooter, like they're similar in the sense that like. They're just kind of similar in their look and feel and their playground style. We're going to pull you through this game world. And um, that's why something like The Witness, I just like latch on to as like, I've never played anything that feels like this. Yeah. And well, Zel- Zelda accomplished that for me too. And like, not to just plug IGN content, but Chloe does a really awesome mm-hmm. piece at the end of every month of like games you may have missed. And they, they vary so much in genre and style and tone and aesthetic. And that may be a good place. Like if you feel you're looking at like the major games that you tend to look at and those games don't work for you, see something you may never have seen before, like get exposure to parts of gaming that you never have tried yeah absolutely and yeah combining both those ideas like companies will try to wear you out they will try to use the same thing over and over again because it worked for them and you see games like destiny 2 where it's like hey like people kind of caught on we're like i don't really like this this uh continuation of what i used to like and you know things need to change but uh, then you have games like madden which you know are successful or nba every year and they do the same thing and people like those and it's just it's strange and you can definitely stop liking a series that you've liked for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so Derek, I would say this is maybe not a problem that needs to be solved. Uh, it's normal for your interest in gaming to wax and wane. And if it's waning at the moment, uh, enjoy all of your free time. Yeah, there's always pinball. <laughs> yeah, there is always pinball. Pinball's really fun. It's a good point. It's hard. Uh, all right, here's what we're going to do next. It is oh. February, uh, so uh, we were going to uh, flip through a new issue of EGM. Yeah, where's that at? Well, I know <laughs> I left it at my desk, so and I know that Justin is going to have to bounce soon, so I don't know if, Justin, would you rather me go get the magazine, or would you rather participate in 20 Questions first, and then we do the magazine? I think I would rather be here for 20 Questions. I don't want right. to see the group botch it without me again. All right. <laughs> Then that means it is time for Video Game 20 Questions. And we have, first we have some advice from a listener who is worried. He says uh, oh. he's, he feels bad that you guys were struggling recently. Yeah. And Ian from rude. Minneapolis. So rude. <laughs> Ian from Minneapolis says on a recent episode, the panel lost the Video Game 20 Questions game when the answer happened to be a late Nintendo 64 game, Paper Mario. Yeah. What? As a longtime fan of the show, <laughs> I've always felt that the classic question, was it released after January 1st, 2000 to be a risky gamble? And this episode seemed to show why with so many questions wasted trying to find the system. Let me cut straight to my hopefully... That's the end of the century, though. Let me cut to my (laughs) hopefully helpful suggestion for the GameScoop guessers. Ask if the system was released after January 1st, 2000, instead of the game. 
What? That's his advice. What? Because especially with Nintendo 64, you get games released in 2001, 2002, and you, but you don't think of the Nintendo 64 that way. I mean, I'm just, I take it or leave it. This is just Ian's advice what do you, from well, Minneapolis. What's your little Smiley Damon answer going to be for PC? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. This week's suggestion comes from Justin. It's not me. Don't worry. Dwarf Fortress. Yeah, goodness not, gracious. A Justin, not the Justin. Yes. No, man, my, my fortress is going so poorly, guys. You yeah. don't Wait, even was know. Justin also suggesting that question? No. Okay. No, okay. that's okay. That the question is separate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the question is just someone trying to provide some helpful advice. Right. So yeah. let the questioning you begin. Wanna, are we going to kick it off with that new line of questioning and see how it goes? Uh, does your character wear a hat? No, we're no, not. No. No. Unequivocal no. No, your your character does not wear a hat. <laughs> I think okay. Uh, is this a, a game that is on uh, um, it's ex- exclusive to a console? No, it's not Persona no. Five. <clears throat> uh, you wear a hat? Uh, not always, but you can, you do sometimes. Unequivocally, yeah. Looking cool, Joker. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so it's not exclusive to a console. Mm-hmm. Um, was this game? I don't care about the console thing. Was this game released after <laughs> January 1st, 2000? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, listen. See, one problem with this is that yeah. I don't know my console date, so if I switch to that other Yeah, method, me too. Um, well, I guess, like... I mean, it's like I PS2, GameCube, them. Xbox. Yeah. Are like 2003 or two. They're, but they're like those things, so it's not helping. <laughs> I need to look those up before going there. Yeah. yeah. But that's the generate And the, the point is, the, the I... Don't necessarily agree with the reader's suggestion, but his point is that the 2008 splits the console it's generation. Much. It yes. does, yeah. Which I get. Um, okay, so was this released for the PS2, GameCube, Xbox generation of consoles? No. Was it released for the generation after that? Which is what? I don't know. PS3, <laughs> PS3 Wii 360. Yes. Okay. Cool. That's pretty good. And it's multi-platform. And it's, yeah. Um... Should we ask if it was released after the year 2000? <laughs> I, I, I got one, Jonathan. Uh, oh, go ahead. Was this game developed in Japan? No. Okay. Is this game a first-person shooter? Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> They're so common in that generation. <laughs> okay. Um, Does it have realistic graphics? Yes. Okay. Does it take place in World War II? No. So it's not the early Call of Duties. I guess I wish I wouldn't have asked that. Does it have online multiplayer? Mm, yes. That's 10. Okay. So maybe it's, we can ask about series and stuff because it could be like Battlefield. Yeah, it could companies. be Battlefield or be... Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Yeah, see, I wish I regret the World War II question because yeah. that still leaves many Call of Duties. Or it in could the mix. be just some first person shooter that was like it, a one off that we don't know. Yeah, is this and, a franchise that's still active? Are they still making games now in this franchise? Um, Kind of. Is it Medal of Honor? But that's all World War II. And what about Time Splitters? <laughs> I don't Doom. know enough about either of those games. Yeah. I, um, well, times, the Time Splitters is before that. So is Medal of Honor. No, Time Splitters 2 was that generation. That was on GameCube. Yeah. That's the generation this is. No, no uh, we're on Wii we're on Wii generation. Yesterday. Oh, oops. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so this is probably a 360 PS3 cross platform. Yeah. Um, Hayes. <laughs> you know, Battlefield Ooh, 1943. Hayes isn't bad. 1943. Yeah, but it's not World War II. Yeah. That was the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Should we try to do... The 1943 uh, kind of gives it away. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I we had franchise we, or uh wait so it, it's kind the, the it's still around kind of I think it's like and Quake I think it's still kind of being around is like a really big hint hmm? yeah I I completely agree mm-hmm. um I the way to narrow this down uh. We were just talking about a good way to do it, and I can't remember what it was. But <laughs> all right, move on. <laughs> all right. Um, realistic graphics. Is it? Oh, critically acclaimed. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, moderately. I mean, it's not like mm. a, it's not in like an on-off switch, right? Like, yeah. There's sure. varying that's grades. No, that, that's that's yeah. moderately critically critically acclaimed. Mm. So uh, somebody here probably played it. Yeah. I mean, maybe didn't flip their lid for it. No, I'm trying What's to weird is that it's not an exclusive because a lot of the. Yeah. The Halos and the Resistances. And is what you like would that. think, yeah. Yeah, no Halo, no Resistance. Good call. Uh, well, well, unless, so we're saying multi platform, technically the Halo games were re released on yeah, Xbox. Yeah, yeah, but Damon wouldn't do that. Does this have uh, uh, contemporary guns in it? Uh, like. Well, like guns. Today's guns. Today's guns. Should we ask the setting then? Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. I, I feel like is it a sci-fi game is like a clear way. Or like is it set on Earth or I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I just want to get to the setting of it. Would it have, would it, okay. Is it a sci-fi game? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's a sci-fi first person shooter. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, and it's still around sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've been saying games that that fall into this. Uh, Prey. Ooh, N- that didn't mm. have multiplayer though, right? No, I don't remember. I don't think so. Um, did Bioshock? Bioshock Two did, which was on those systems. That's kind of around. Yeah. Um, is it a sci-fi game set on some version of Earth? No. Oh. Okay. So that eliminates Prey. That eliminate well, at least part of Prey. Bioshock, and that eliminates Bioshock. Yeah. What game does not eliminate? What was the other one we just tossed out? Haze. <laughs> no. It, shit. We just said it. It was um, the one we said before. <laughs> fear. Oh, fear. That's um, on Earth. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think that one is. Yeah, that and Condemned and stuff were all just like horror, oh yeah. Horror oh, when I said when I said Fear, I was picturing Condemned. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a dummy. Um, and that's also that was made in Japan, I think. Well, Sega published it. Uh, so there's there's these games with like a short title that were on. Like, well, first of all, Borderlands. Yeah, could that be? Well, that wasn't multiplayer. No, it well, it's co-op. Online multiplayer counts for Borderlands is co-op. absolutely. No, in so the mix we already here. did the, gre- the 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 realistic graphics. Oh yeah. Thank goodness we did that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I thought yeah. that was a throwaway question, but it worked out. At a time, it did have real estate. Sorry, but <laughs> around Borderlands, there's like games. And oh. Vanquish isn't one of them, but there's games with these short, silly titles that yeah. that, that came out in sequence. Maybe it's it's not Blink black. or like oh, yeah, there Brink. Oh, there, Brink. Brink. There is black, but I think black's the generation yeah. before. Yeah, it came to yeah. Um, it's never gonna be black. No. <laughs> uh, like we mentioned, black a lot. That's not still around. Uh, should we try to narrow publisher or developer? Oh, that that's really good. So it's yeah. not Japanese, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, is the pu- is the de- developer still around? Does that even help? Publisher no. Still around? Publisher would be more helpful, I think. I still keep but, coming back to the franchise still sort of being around. Yeah. I don't know what that because that eliminates. You know, it's not Haze, not Brink. No. Yeah. Does this game have a number two sequel? No. Oh, so interesting. Nothing. Nothing came out with this game number two. That's a really good huh. question. So that yeah, eliminates any sort of like quake weirdness or yeah, any of. Right. 
any, although that's obviously not sci-fi, but like any of that, like Unreal, you know, it eliminates any of those that we're not thinking about. Sci-fi. We're at 15. Are you really? Wow. Um, man, I... We might have said this game already. It does not have a number two sequel? No. By the way, up until now, uh, Destiny fit all of our criteria. Yeah. We we're miles apart from that. Yeah, true. What what game were you thinking of? No, I, you were just no, I was just saying I think oh. we might have we might have brushed past this game already. Mm. Um, I'm picturing games that are way too early in my head. I just it just dawned on me. Mm. And then there's the PC stuff for Xbox 360, like Gears of War. And Is stuff it like that. so? It's 360 Wii PS3 generation multi-platform. Yeah, though I, could that mean PC? That's been completely uh, tripping yeah. me up because I was not picturing games like Destiny. I was picturing game like old shooters. But it's 360. Was though. Call of Duty did did like Black Ops? But well, got, that those, those have two. Is there anything so that Modern didn't Warfare. have that? The number Modern two, the number Black two Ops. sequels question was a really good. Was there question. like yeah. what, what was the last one? Well, there's the Advanced one. Warfare and Infinite Warfare, but I don't think Advanced Ghosts. 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 Yeah, but that those was are all Earth. kind of sci-fi. But the, and they're set on Earth. Yeah, those are all set on Earth. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was the yeah. That rules out that. That rules out Medal of Honor. That rules out Battlefield. Andres, you got one for us. It's very obscure, and this is only mildly critically acclaimed. Yeah. Weird. I mean, we have questions to burn, mm-hmm. and it, it, he said, it, "Damon, it does have online multiplayer." Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's still the still kind of around is tripping me up. Yeah, should we ask about if you can drive vehicles in it, or yeah, because there would be a Warhawk type game. Yeah. No, that was from Starhawk. Mm-hmm. Can you drive vehicles in it? I don't know. Okay. okay. Uh, um, was it developed in America? Uh, part of it was. <laughs> what? At least part of it was. Ubisoft? I was going to say what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, would it be a Tom Clancy thing then? Should yeah. we just ask if it's a Ubisoft game? Does that help? Ubisoft or my only other thought is some EA game with dice involved because they would be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, EA or Ubisoft. Battlefront? Like... Battlefront. Well, Battlefront had a two. Good yeah. Point. Duh. Um, Twice. Well, what a what a MVP of a question. It's yeah. twice. But wait, what about well, we call it your first person Ubis- What Ubisoft first person That's shooters? That's the thing. Yeah, um, I mean, they, they only have Rainbow Six. Yeah, two K, two K EA. Part of it was developed in America. Yeah, at least, <laughs> or maybe all of it. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. I don't know. Was <laughs> it a what about uh, uh, what's the ultra violent game that they sent us hamburger for? Bullet Storm. Mm. Oh, I don't think any part of that. That was made by Poland. That was made by People Can Fly. But that's a good. I mean, and that didn't have multi. Well, it didn't have traditional deathmatch multiplayer. It did have multiplayer. Yeah. Oh man. It also was not. And there's a semi sequel for it. I also th- there's like a remake. You remake for it. Yeah. And then there's that. Duke Nukem Forever also. If that's the case. Damon led us astray with the American question because no part of Bulletstorm was made in America. Are you trying to do the Larry David? <laughs> yeah, I am trying to do the Larry David. Um, wow. But yeah, there, I feel like I'm running out of thinking. Yeah, of, that, God. Is that the kind of the funnier side of shooters that just kind of bubblegum shooters, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think of a way to narrow it down. In a, this is one of those Burger King is... games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, we lost hard on Sneak King a month or so yeah. ago. Oh, no. Stealth um, game. Yeah. The only thing I could think to go from here would be publisher, but like I feel like Activision's ruled out because I can't think of anything besides Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of weird um, EA shooters. Yeah. 
there, unless there's some obscure random Ubisoft one. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. An Epic co-developable at Storm or something. I'm trying to. That I'm would be my only. Thing. I'm trying to think of a way. What to else did Epic do? Gears of War. But Bulletstorm was multi-platform. Is the idea? Yes, I thought so. Bulletstorm was. Did any, I mean? Are we sure? I I'm, played. It on I'm Xbox. pretty sure. I, it was. I thought it was maybe only on Xbox. It even had that three red lights joke. Oh, in maybe it. it was. What? God, I thought it was. Should we ask if this game had humor in it? <laughs> yeah. Like I think Duke Nukem and that game both were a humorous game. I agree. Was this a humorous shooter? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm liking Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah. I'm liking that maybe a little bit more than Bulletstorm. Weird. Did this game revive uh, you know, long dormant uh you know, franchise and give it a second shot at life? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> All right. I think it's there Bulletstorm. Are, Bulletstorm. There are only yeah. two fingers left. Bulls. Well, we'll go with that if we can't narrow it down even more. Yeah, we only have two left. Uh, what are what? games like, like, like uh, these lighthearted, like Borderlands-y games? Yeah, well, in ter- I'm trying to think of like other things. Was that- there a Doom or a Quake? Mm. But it, those both had twos. Yeah, no, there was. There never ended up being another like Doom. I think it's Bulletstorm. I think you got it. It's not on Earth. It, I think it did have multiplayer that just didn't catch it. It had multiplayer, but it didn't have multiplayer deathmatch. It had a weird right. where you were scoring yeah, points yeah. and trying to kick people into cactuses. I remember that, yeah. Um, we have one other question to burn. Mm-hmm. What's a bullet storm like from that generation? I mean, that's a, I, I, it's probably yeah. that, not Bulletstorm, but I think it could be Bulletstorm. Just, especially humorous ones, there's not a lot that come to mind. Because Bulletstorm was like somewhat well-received. It was moderately critically yeah. received. No, I like it. I like Bulletstorm yeah. a lot. Um, it I, is humorous. Uh, does not take place on Earth. As far I don't as I know. know that that's a multi-platform game, but it got really like the re-release came out on other platforms. Yeah, I don't know that one definitely. I don't know did. How, like we'll need a rules lawyer to clarify for us. Um, let's do it. All right. Is uh, it is it Bulletstorm? We have another question though. Oh, so what? All right. <laughs> yeah. You guys are pulling the trigger on yeah. Bulletstorm. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It's- Woo! Yes, co-developed by People Can Fly and Epic Games. They did co-develop. It was a Cliff Blazinski joint. Right, right. Uh, and released on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC in 2011. I, I have a final question. Yes. Did you think we were going to get there? I was worried. Yeah. <laughs> but you're the one that you're the one that honed in on Bulletstorm. Yeah. Well, yeah. and yeah, the, the number two question was really smart. <clears throat> Yeah, did they, so like that. yeah, that's why. Yeah. So they just did the HD remaster last yeah. year, less than a year ago. So that's yeah. why I said it's still kind of a thing. I'm sure they were exploring yeah. we the waters. A, a pretty like, good series of coincidences with our questioning. Yeah. I mean, I even... Does like, the hat really help? So, yeah. The hat. Sometimes with 20 questions, I just get hosed. I'm like, well, I didn't play that game. I'm not going to... like. I, but I played Bulletstorm. Like, I owned it and played it yeah. and liked it, but I just, my mind would... I don't know that I would have gotten there. They sent us a packet of hamburger yeah. for that game with yeah. hair in it, mm. raw hamburger, with hair in it and a dog tag and a bullet casing. Why? It's supposed to be the remains of a that's, soldier, I guess. That's not yeah. great. Bulletstorm, like 2011 was like the tail end. It still happens every once in a while now, but that was the tail end of like the heyday of just weird, just weird PR mailings. Like, I'm hoping for Far Cry because they've always sent us the weirdest stuff. We got yeah. that box to like store prisoners in yeah. in Vietnam. <laughs> we still have it. Yeah. They, they crashed a hang glider out front of GameSpot down the street and yeah, really they, scared the area. They thought there was, was a gang glider. Was Homeland house. the one that released like the hundreds balloons of balloons? in the bay? Yeah. And yeah. they had a Korean food truck at GDC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is interesting, like North Korean <laughs> yeah. themed. Mm. Okay. Oh, so many good ones. Uh, oh, and yeah, EA published Bulletstorm. Mm. Uh, okay. 
published by EA. I always forget that. Yeah. yeah, it's a good. I like that game. Not set on Earth, huh? I like that game. Yeah, it's like an you're on some like alien planet. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you drive people vehicles. off ledges a lot. I don't know if you actually ever drive a vehicle in the I game. I didn't. Yeah, remember. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's all. And I actually, wasn't hundred percent sure that you don't wear a hat, but I didn't <laughs> think your the character you're playing as is supposed to be wearing a hat. Probably helmet, wearing maybe. a helmet. No one knows. Is that a functional hat? Nobody cares. <laughs> It's Our not like helmets, a, hats. It's not like a crown that's functional, you know. Mm-hmm. Functional, it, it, it dictates the, you know, the All right. royalty. All right, I'm gonna go grab this magazine, Justin. Right. You're gonna say goodbye. Is it just gonna be these two? Yeah, unless you're gonna stick yeah, around. No, I gotta go. But okay. I'm just saying yeah. you're gonna leave. No, these I'm gonna, two I'm gonna grab the magazine. We're gonna Ooh. run through it real quick in a few minutes. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll right Bye. All right, this month we are looking through, it is the February 1992 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly. That's the month I was born. The month, month you month were and born. Year. Month and year I was born. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, this will be a very special uh, uh, That's really issue cool. for you, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as you, uh, I think every, every, every single episode we've been looking at since we started doing this from 1991 and 92, every single issue is obsessed with Street Fighter 2. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 is on the cover of this one. It's just a zoomed in picture like that they took off of a t- television. So much scans. so that people were writing in last issue and saying, stop covering Street Fighter 2, please. We're <laughs> sick amazing. of it. Oh, you, you want us to stop? Here's a whole issue dedicated <laughs> to Street Fighter 2. <laughs> the next issue. It's a great subject. <clears throat> so, uh, Jonathan, growing up as part of, uh, as a Street Fighter 2 baby, uh-huh, this must have been all you talked about. Oh, it was. First yes, words, my, those were, my first birthday was Street Fighter 2 <laughs> specifically. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read the uh, letter from the editor here because it's all about, you know, Street Fighter 2. <laughs> the state of uh, gaming in early 1992. This is from Steve Harris, publisher, editor in chief of. You're killing the spine in that collectible magazine. It's okay. We have two other copies Ooh. of this issue in our, in our library. <laughs> and as a reminder, this is from our EGM archives. Yeah. And we briefly owned uh, oneup.com. They briefly were the internet version of egm.com. So we have. This the library of EGM magazines. Yeah, yep, yep. So the letter from the editor reads: Well, it's that time of year again. The silly season has died down. The Vegas CES is just around the corner. Yes, and it's a perfect <laughs> time to gauge where we're going and where we've been. This year, more than any before, showed the greatest change in the electronic entertainment industry. Not only did we witness the introduction of new game machines like the Super NES, but other systems like the Sega Genesis finally came into their own. Prices on several formats came down, with the NEC TurboGrafx-16 finally reaching below 100 bucks, And don't forget the leaps in software production that many machines, like the Lynx and Game Gear, made in 91. For all the truly incredible movement forward, however, the game industry has also started to experience some downscaling. The Nintendo 8-bit NES, long the staple of the gamer's diet, has been eclipsed by the more powerful 16-bitters, no matter what Nintendo says. The hobby is definitely becoming more upscale, which will have some negative effects in the short term, but should balance out over the long haul. 1991 saw a number of other events occur that will have a significant impact on the market as a whole in 1992. Although originating from a competitor, a tip of the hat goes to the first real television program to cover our hobby. The point isn't whether it's good or bad, but that it's on. That sounds bad. <laughs> but that it's on yeah. at all is a testament to its creators and the gaming public. What was it? I don't know. What he's yeah, talking about. He doesn't name the, Captain, the Captain and the Game Master. He doesn't name the show, but he's referring to some show. television show that was started by a competitor of EGM. Competitor. I don't even know what it would be though. Uh, so he says, aside from all the giant steps uh, forward video gaming has made since its rebirth in 1985, even then they were acknowledging the rebirth. The question we have to ask ourselves is where are we going to? The winter consumer electronics show in Las Vegas will likely be the place where the future balance of power within the video game industry will play itself out. Sega, coming off a banner year, will enter this show for the first time on top. 
Although Nintendo may claim superiority, the truth of the here, the truth of the here and now is that Sega leveled their arch nemesis with a lower priced left and a Sonic right. Being in the leading position will feel good to everyone at Sega, and they should enjoy it and work hard to continue their progress. Nintendo, however, cannot be counted out or even down for that matter. If Sega does not come up with some equally stunning softs to follow up Sonic, they will be eclipsed by Nintendo, whose legion of third-party producers will net us Street Fighter 2, Contra 3, and a plethora of other stunning titles throughout 1992. Softs? Yep. Softs. Sure, quantity favors Sega, but with the knowledge of what Nintendo will produce in 92, the quality factor will tip to the big ends camp without further forward action from Sega. It's fascinating to me, like, because of books like Console Wars, we know exactly how that all played out. Yeah. How Sega was the underdog, and thanks to the incredible team at Sega of America, they were able to to catch up with Nintendo and overcome them in the holiday season of 1991 Mm -hmm. when they lowered the price of the Sega Genesis and packed it with Sonic the Hedgehog. It's an incredible story, and then Sega of Japan effed it all up, and they lost their foothold, and they just tumbled down and down. Uh, had a couple console release missteps, and now Sega today is you know, not even a hardware competitor. Yeah, I, that letter was just fascinating to hear read because, like, the language <clears throat> used is so obsessed with the gaming industry as a technology and as like a consumer-fronted yeah. electronics thing, and like the way we talk about games now is so much more the artistry of it and the stories yeah. that We've we accepted tell them. that this is a big part of popular culture yes, now. Yeah. and he's talking about like, man, games are being recognized by popular culture yes, now. Yeah, that's a fight that's been won. Yeah, I think that's a really good point and uh right across from that ad is an ad for, for terminator right right across from that letter is an ad for terminator 2 in baseball oh, no. uh, that was over here which was yeah. um for nes and game boy and that is an interesting point he makes where he's like uh despite what nintendo's saying the nes is like out now like their their new system is more important nintendo has, still does that where they're like oh the, no, the 3ds will be around forever yeah, yeah. well and like, that what are you guys talking about no, with no, no, no. the <laughs> ds coming the, the gba strategy. was yeah the third pillar the gba will survive the ds yeah. is just another part of it it's just part of their weird marketing yeah. cycle and, and they were saying that about the nes and putting out tons of nes games throughout uh 1992 93 mm. 94 <laughs> Uh, reviewed in this issue is Smash TV for the Super Nintendo. That got uh, an Editor's Choice Gold Award. They like <laughs> eight, that one. 8989? 8989. That's a, for Super Nintendo? Yeah, That's for not Super a Nintendo. Great port. <laughs> you don't think so? They <laughs> no. thought it was a great port. Hate that final boss. They also reviewed yeah. Mega Man 4. Uh, that got an Editor's Choice Gold Award. And there's another eights, example. Eights across the board. What? Mega Man 4 came out that year. And well, like, the <laughs> NES is dead, and he's right. And then Mega Man 4 came out, and then 5 and 6. Two more Man. Mega Man games came out for the NES wow. after this one in 1992. <laughs> the, and the cover is Street Fighter 2. Like, yeah. this is a different generation. Like, it's yeah. just so funny how much oh, those man. overlapped. This is uh, one of the little snippets for the Mega Man 4 review. Capcom definitely has a winner in the Mega Man series. <laughs> after three titles, I would think that they would move on to the Super NES, but they took a bold step and created another great NES title. The worst problem with Mega Man 4 is that some of the weapons and bosses are recycled from the previous games. Oh, interesting. The bold step of continuing to develop after developing yeah. three games. Well, it sounds like a cool <laughs> soft to me. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> they also reviewed The Empire Strikes Back for the NES. Ooh, Didn't like that game. one as much. Got 5554 five, for that one. Uh, that which, has a really cool Hoth level in it. That scrolls really nice. Yeah, when you're riding the Tauntaun? No, right. no. Uh, it, that, that's Super Star Wars. This is just Empire Strikes Back for NES, and it has like a really cool side-scrolling uh, at-at level. There's a Tauntaun right here in The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I know. I'm just talking about it at a different <laughs> level. Uh, a cool you know, they have four people reviewing each game. Each one writes their own snippet. Mm-hmm. But the, the, right, the, the snippets are so often not helpful at all. Listen to this one. This is from, us, from the review of The Empire Strikes Back on NES. Take a moment 
to visualize this game. It never really takes the form of a high-action video game or a rock-steady RPG. It gets buried somewhere in between and slows right down in the middle. While the graphics are excellent for 8-bit and the storyline is great, the gameplay leaves something to be desired. Fun! <laughs> and he gave it a 4. So I don't know what Why was is it fun. <clears throat> I don't know if he was being like sarcastic, but also it just doesn't yeah. it doesn't work. It doesn't really come across. Who was it? And, uh, that one was by Craig Harris. Sushi X. Sushi X, uh, long time EGM wow. writer. Yeah. They review Rampart for the NES. Uh, <laughs> the, the scores range from four to eight. Oh man, <laughs> that's why we don't average scores here. <laughs> Wizards and Warriors 3, I never played that one. It's that an RPG. And they review Monster in My Pocket for the NES, Sam. Heck yeah. Which is a game that I know that you that you like. Oh, I'll I like the, all three of those games. Rampart is a pretty good port on the NES, yeah. too. That's, I love that's hard because it's a trackball game. Yeah, but you it's just hard move around with the D-pad. It's fine. <laughs> this is a snippet from the Monster in My Pocket review. The name Monster in My, the name Monster in My Pocket is not the best choice. Even though the game is a little above is average, it still is too easy for the serious player. The game is really about a six, but they could have made it more interesting for a broader audience. Not much of a challenge for me, as I blew through it in no time. So he gave it a five, but said it's really more of a six. On uh, Monster in My Pocket, sure. So Monster in My Pocket was, I remember the logo really well, but it, that was a uh, series of toys and cartoon tie-ins. Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. But not to be, there's there was a My Pet Monster cartoon. I had so. I had I had no My Pet Monster, and he had like green hair and like striped yeah. arms and like you had yeah. Uh, now we go to Quarterman's gaming gossip section. Ooh. Let's see here. This is uh, what was in the the rumors this week. Oh, Jonathan's so, been doing a gaming I, gossip section. I know. So he's our Quarterman. I'm reviving it. Jonathan Quarterman. All this time has was Quarterman's... I really born in February '92? <laughs> put you to work right away. Yeah. In a in previous issue, Sam checks out. There was a yeah. preview for Contra Four. On the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Pro that, Protector. That's not a thing that exists. It was Contra 3 on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So that we thought that was interesting at the time, and now they're correct. there themselves. were three Contra games on the NES. It's just one we don't care about. Force. Well, there was Contra, Super C, yeah. and then Contra Force. Yeah. So that's why they thought the next Contra, that's why they're calling Contra it Contra 4. 4. But they called it Contra 3, the Alien Wars. The Quarterman says the incredible new Contra 4 for the Super NES is really not going to be Contra 4 at all. That's because Contra 4 is now Contra 3, even though the release of Contra Force... It should be Contra 5. Oh, anyway, the subtitle on this one is Contra 3 Alien Wars. Cool. And wow. then there's Operation C for Game Boy. That's a pretty good one. Operation C, yeah. Uh, here's another rumor. He says, here's the rumor of the new year. Nintendo is rumored to be working on yet another Mario adventure. What? The specifics, remember this is February 92. The specifics After Mario World. of this Mario title, however, are different since it will also mark the return of one of the little carpenter-type dude's oldest enemies, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. A 16-bit update of the original Quarter Chomper, replete with new scenes and better graphics, is rumored to be on the way for release sometime in 92. Sounds like the type of game the Super NES was designed to make famous. I love his like his need to use synonyms for Mario and Plumber. Like He had to be like Quarter Chomper and the Carpenter Red Bummer. White Man. Uh, so there's the no brown Donkey Kong until Donkey, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, but that's that was, what he's talking about. That would have been two years later. Well, it was 93? 94, I think, when that one was out, yeah. But I think it's talking about Donkey Kong Country, right? It's got to be. It was in development for a long time. Uh, This is an interesting thing. This is about, like, hardware. Uh, It says, EGM has learned that a new company, Multics Incorporated of Dallas, Texas, has just created a game card that plugs into any empty slot on any IBM computer. 
This game card allows one person to play Nintendo games on a TV while another person runs application programs on the computer. The game card performs the same functions as the NES, but the major difference is that the NES games will be on floppy disk. Multix will transfer the games to disk, thereby assuring that the copy will maintain the same high quality as the original cart. By being on floppy disk, Multix states that the games could sell in the $5 to $15 range. The Multix game card will cost about 90 bucks, and, will, and it will plug into any IBM computer. It will hold programs up to 2 megabits and can be upgraded to handle the new 4 megabit games. Multix is negotiating rights to use some of the older NES titles from companies such as Sony, ImageSoft, Acclaim, and Asmic. Isn't this, that crazy? It's all madness. That and I, I, I tried looking this up. I couldn't find any information about wow. the Multix. We should hit up Steve Lynn. He trip. can track down a console for us. The Multix game card. I couldn't find any information. So the it. idea is that you use your 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 parents' computer. Yeah. You should, while they're using it to put an, an NES, NES floppy disk in the side, which I'm is sure, just stolen. You're not going to buy it well, for 15 yeah. bucks. I'm Come sure on. this company's pitch to Nintendo was, you know, the NES is reaching the end of its life. You can still sell games to people with computers to play the NES games on. So there's still going to be a revenue source yeah. to sell NES games to people with IBM computers. Interesting. But obviously it never, so it never shook out. Yeah. I, I had it. never heard of that before. Me neither. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these issues come with special advertising supplemental sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, the Neo Geo's turn in this, t- uh, in this issue. These are always very questionable. It's just like big hunk of... This whole thing in the middle of the issue oh, is just like uh, an oh, advertising tear it out. supplement and very, very small text that says advertising supplement at the bottom there. Neo Geo, uh, bigger, better, better. But all this copy in here in the Neo Geo section is written in the first person. Hi. And it's totally unclear who is writing it. Is the Neo Geo oh. writing it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, so, it's like we sent our trusty reporter to our ad department. and he So it's like, this. first of all, it's not clear that this is an advertising paid for uh, content. It's written in the first person, and it sounds like this. One question that many people ask me is, will Neo Geo come out with a handheld? SNK will not release a portable system like Neo Geo Advanced Home Entertainment System. You see, when a video game company starts making handhelds, that means they have to split up the workforce. Instead of having the whole research and development staff working just on their home system, and developing more games for it, some of the programmers have to develop handheld software. When our competitors release an 8-bit system, 16-bit system, CD-ROM, and a handheld, you have to write software for each system. It could get ugly. This is not the style of Neo Geo. Therefore, we will not release a handheld. And it goes on and on like that. Well, wow. There's got to be a byline in the front. No, there's no byline. No, Sam. There's no byline. That, just- that bulldog in the front page. No, it could be the bulldog, I suppose. Anyway. It's very... In- Nothing in the rule book says a dog can't learn to write. <laughs> yeah. uh, finally, on uh, game uh, on page 104, there's Game Gear previews, and there's a preview oh, of man. the game. They just call it Axe Battler, and there's four screenshots, and it says, Axe Battler is an action and role-playing adventure in one. Sure looks a lot like Golden Axe in the action scenes. And yeah, the full title is, uh, what, Axe Battler, The Legend of Golden Axe. It was a Golden Axe spinoff. Oh, weird. Oh, maybe, they, maybe they branded it Golden Axe later. Yeah, but so they have they have does that four say Bill Lambeer's combat basketball. Uh, it sure does. <laughs> so they've got four screenshots to That's publish fine. and share with their don't readers here, that. and then they have a little like description of the game, but they don't even know what they're looking at. They have no idea that Axe Battler, this game that's coming out, is a spinoff of, of Golden Axe. Yeah, they maybe, don't. Maybe they don't even Axe know. Battler didn't know. But it, no, it's clearly maybe it started off made as, by a, Sega. as a you know a knockoff, and then it got licensed. Anyway. That's a little glimpse That's at the crazy. February night. This is what was going on while you were what being bored, John. Yeah. What a wild time I missed. Yeah. 
Uh, I always enjoy. Well, I feel crazy. worse now. Like it was a great winning twenty questions, but now I just want to know who Neo Geo was writing about. Who the first or, person who was, was writing? Was writing. Yeah. Who was uh, who was trying to uh, hawk Neo Geo system? The game lord speaks. Yeah, but who's the game lord? Is that, that dog? dog? The game lord. Yeah. I solved it. Mystery solved. It's the game lord. This is the game lord. Anyway. I just wrap. I just wrap. Let's go. <laughs> that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Uh, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Rest in peace. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Thank game you. lord. My name is Damon. This Whoa. is IGN Gamescoop.